Morning Glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome. Welcome, Big J. Thanks, man. Welcome to this Thursday, the 13th of February. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. And we are live from the Coors Light Studios, Big J. Does it feel good? Different? Feels the same? Just yesterday. Exactly the same? Yeah. It's deja vu. You don't feel better or worse? You're wearing the same clothes? All of it. All of it. It's Groundhog's Day. You actually are. It's weird. Uh, But welcome to the show. Today, uh, we are going to welcome the DeLucas into the studio. Talking about the Jaden DeLuca Foundation, which is pretty awesome. Uh, they got a big uh, gala masquerade ball that is happening. They would like to invite you to. It is a yearly event, an annual event, if you will. And it's all about raising some money and awareness about a very important charity here in the Treasure Valley. And we'll learn all about that coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We also have tickets to Corn and Breaking Benjamin that we're going to give away. Tickets to Crowbot that we're going to give away. Over the course of the show today, we got to get somebody qualified, hopefully, for that Valentine's Day present that we're going to give away tomorrow on the show. Courtesy of Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler. A beautiful pair of white gold earrings. 18 carats, $1,500 these things are worth. And definitely, definitely going to be the Valentine's Day gift of the year for somebody. And, of course, we also want to try to qualify somebody for that $3,000 custom shed, courtesy of the Lifetime Store. He Shed, She Shed coming up in about, oh gosh, I don't even want to do the time. 7.50 or so. Hour and fifty minutes. Hour and it's a ways away. Forty-five a minutes bit away. away is where it's going on, and so it is a packed show once again, as it has been all week and will continue to be all week. We're gonna go see Sonic the Hedgehog tonight, Big J. <laughs> on the height meter, where is this one for you? Uh, it's great. You want to know why? Why? It's an hour and thirty-nine minutes. <laughs> I, I'm excited about well, a short movie. Regardless of regardless of the content, it's been a while since we've seen. A movie of that length. You're right. Everything has been 150 or plus in the last uh, couple of weeks. More importantly, though, it's going to be fun because Adam's going to be joining us as a guest on the podcast. So yes. that'll be really, that'll be fun. Well, the video be game expert. It, it definitely will be. Uh, and we need it to bring Randy up a little bit. It'd be nice. So uh, that'll be fun tonight. That's what we're looking forward to. And we are going to give you some important stuff right after we play some jams for you. Do some Motley Crew. This is Girls, Girls, Girls on the morning after with Nick and Big J and the X Rocks. Nick and Big J. Big J, would you like to live longer? Longer than what? I don't know what my end is. Well, do just... I want to live longer than seventy-five? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to live uh, maybe ten years longer than you would actually normally live? How about that? Would you like to add ten years onto your life? Uh, sure. I'll play along, sure. That it's time for you to pick back up those sticks. Do you understand me? What sticks? Those golf sticks of yours. Oh, yeah. Got to get you on the links again. Yeah, that, that's not happening right now. University of Missouri uh, researchers looked at 6,000 people and found that those who played golf at least once a month were way more likely to be alive 10 years later compared to those who didn't play the sport at all. Experts say golf can provide health benefits like stress reduction. It's also an exercise. It's easy to keep up as it's social in nature, and it goes at a controlled pace. Also, people can typically continue to play golf into old age due to the fact that you can play at your own pace. And they say that that is really all it takes to sometimes get enough exercise for you as you get older in age to maybe, just maybe, kick things up a little bit. But, Big J, that's not going to happen anytime soon, huh? Probably not. We'll see. Because your neck, your back, yep. your hands. Yeah, all of it right now. It's kind of a mess back there. So uh, maybe, just maybe, it's time. 
I'm scared to play again ever since I dislocated my shoulder. That's my biggest problem is I feel like if I go in a particular direction with a swing, things could be bad. Because I know I need surgery to replace it or repair it if I want it permanently fixed. But... Yeah, you don't want to suffer the uh, the pain of the injury itself. Well, I mean, it's not bad. It just you don't a, want to turn it into Martin Riggs. I've dislocated my shoulder now four times in my life, so it's nothing new. But it also puts me out of commission because it swells. I mean, it's like a it's like three months to heal. It sucks, and uh, you know all it does. Yeah, golf the way you golf isn't worth it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, should I try to kill myself and injure myself for three hours and then put You're not a, playing par golf right. out there. And I'm writing 120 down on a sheet? I mean, is it worth it? You can get drunk at the bar. <laughs> and so you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, but then, you know, it's also, I, I also wonder sometimes if I'm just using it as a convenient excuse to not do any physical activity. It's the same reason why I'm not going to play softball in Vegas. Listen, because that's how I dislocated That's a whole other subject altogether. Like, nobody's going to Vegas to play freaking softball. But I guess there's the, 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 the selling point is there's supposed to be, like, artists also playing. Great, we can do something else. Vegasy, Like, at a party. Who wants to go and play softball? Yeah, but you Las also Vegas? don't want to go to the parties. <laughs> sure I do. <laughs> I just leave early. Yeah, exactly. Nobody but shows I mean, up until in 11.30 general, and you're general, done. You're you know, by eight. At a convention of all things, let's go play softball. That'll be great. They're trying to come up with new and different things that might make people interested. And there's a lot of people a lot more active than you or I. <laughs> I, want, I know, but I want to I meet the person uh, who's in radio who's like, you know, I don't think I'm going to go to this happens thing. Oh, my God. They're, they're going to have a softball game <laughs> and they're going to be some, maybe some artists. That, I'm in. I'm all going. Right, right. Count maybe, me in. Maybe. It's not happening. NFL reinstated Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett on Wednesday, ending his indefinite suspension for attack on Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph during a game in November. Uh, Garrett ripped off Rudolph's helmet, smashed him over the head with it. He was suspended for the Browns' final six games of the season. That's really all it is. It is six games for that. Do you think it's too little? Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit. But at the same time, you know, there was a slight possibility they could have gotten into the playoffs, right? So the indefinite suspension was in case something else happened. And, you know, I mean, but listen, by the time we get to the next the next year starting, we'll all forgotten about this whole thing already. Yes, of course. Of course. Well, maybe by the first game, Miles Garrett is back kind of a thing. And, well, the and first Rudolph game, probably, Steelers. He's, who knows what team he'll be on. Yeah, he won't, he won't be playing. Not with Ben back anyway, so... Uh, Big J on the heels of the live-action remake of Guy Ritchie's Aladdin, which snagged $1 billion worldwide, Disney has decided they want to make a sequel to it, man. Wow. Not sure if Guy Ritchie will be attached to direct, but the studio reportedly hopes to have Will Smith and the rest of the stars back in their particular roles for this sequel, and we'll see how that goes. Do you think by that point you'll have seen the first live-action Aladdin? I don't know. Will you? Probably not. Okay, then me either. Uh, why, do we have to watch movies yeah. together? Yeah, we do. We only watch movies together. Well, you're you're behind on Parasite. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff coming up in a few minutes. Your said nude song of the day. Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 2 and Battle Pass is now available, Nick, and there is a pretty big damn issue. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare's title updates are getting out of hand. The latest one clocked in at 51 gigabytes. 
for PlayStation 4 in 68 gigabytes for the PC and Xbox One. Uh, that may that may not be larger than the game itself, which is 130 gigabytes. But with a 53 gig update two weeks ago, followed by an even larger one now, plenty of players are grumbling queries as to why these patches have to be so huge, even if this one is kicking off this game season two of content. And uh, they, they've come out and kind of apologized and said it shouldn't be a problem going forth. But an IT department at University Nick had to post uh, a, a message to its uh, students saying the current slowness of the network is the Call of Duty update, which is averaging 60 gigs per device. This is impacting numerous college campuses right now. Once everyone has updated the responsiveness, the network will return to normal you can help with the issue if you just wait till after 1 a.m. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's not good. Uh, another part of this might be the fact that inside the game is uh, uh, some some hidden things. Example, a possible new um, battle royale uh, that uh, we haven't had. You know, of course, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 came out last year and had the big uh, royal uh, battle thing. And so they're thinking this is going to be something unveiled here pretty soon for Call of Duty. So we'll see. But yeah, 68 gigs yesterday. That was quite a bit for an update. Did you download it? Yeah. Did yeah. you play it? Yeah. How is it? It's great. Is uh, it worth it? Well, you don't. Yeah, you don't really get a choice in the matter. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's worth it. The new Ghostbusters couldn't get Rick Moranis out of acting retirement, Nick, but the new uh, the idea of returning to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise seemed to hit the, his fancy. Disney has announced that Moranis will be starring in what some are calling a reboot, even though he will be returning as Wayne Lozniak uh, with Josh Gad starring as his son, Nick. First thought to be just a Disney Plus release, Disney has decided to make this a full theatrical release. So Weird. Coming out of retirement, baby. All right. Not for Ghostbusters, though. That's too bad. It is too bad. Uh, and last but not least, so it would seem that the Motorola Razor has somewhat flopped just in time for Samsung to redeem itself from last year's foldable phone debacle. The Samsung Z Flip will be hitting the stores tomorrow for purchase, and every word from most industry critics is that it's looking pretty damn good, mostly because the foldable phone is foldable glass. It's glass, Nick, and it folds. Boom. Listen, uh, hot take. Nobody wants a foldable phone anymore. Uh, no, well, if you see the applications of this phone, uh, I can see where this is going to be appealing for a lot of people, and it's going to be cheaper than the $1,500 Razor, but not by much. Uh, it's going to be, it's the Z Flip will cost you 1380 bucks. Not that far away from what most phones cost these days anyways, but uh, with uh, the way they've been showing it and how it works, uh, you know, you can, uh, a lot of people who will, uh, example, put their phone down on a resting pad for example a resting pad well you know those um the chargeable pads not chargeable pads but the 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 viewing pads you know things that to lean your phone up against something okay uh this does it on its own you can just fold the phone up there's a lot of things that make it kind of interesting we'll see how it goes uh, once it hits the market but uh, everybody's saying it's going to be a good thing We'll see. I don't think anybody's going to care. Would you? I mean, I don't want yeah, a foldable phone yeah, anymore. Yeah, actually, it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah, well, it may look cool, but do you want a foldable phone? Yeah, why Wouldn't not? Why don't you pay $1,300 for a foldable phone? Well, no. To trade yours in. Would I pay $900 for a phone? But that's not what they're charging. That's no, only a few hundred dollars more, dude. I know, but you I mean, wouldn't. It, you it, don't, it, here's my point. Literally, you that, don't want one. Do I want one? Yeah, I would probably take one once my phone gets in, especially now that it's out. It looks very interesting. Why are you laughing? I just don't think uh, I don't think you'll ever get one. That's what I'm going to say. 
Uh, and I don't think it's going to do very well. Oh, actually, I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, we give it, we'll give it six months. I'll give you an update. Okay. Thank you very much. I will take it. And is that your nerd alert? That's the nerd alert. That is the nerd alert. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff. Hold on for that. Plus, we're going to hell. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we go, Big J. Are you ready? I'm ready. Dude, Dude. Get, get that face mask. 71-year-old Boise man passed away on February 9th. Okay was found just recently after several days of decomposition in his apartment because nobody checked on him, right? Oh, no. Sad story. Yeah. As police start to do some research, they find out, hmm, this guy's been to China recently. That's not good. Now he's dead in his apartment. So, testing is underway in the coroner's office to figure out if this 71-year-old Boise man has passed away courtesy of the coronavirus. They're doing some testing right now. They think if the signs point to pretty probable... He was in advanced stages of decomposition when he was found. Apparently, he had traveled to Shenzhen, China, to Boise, with stops in Shanghai and L.A. before making it back to the Treasure Valley. He got back home on February 5th, passed away on February 9th, was discovered February 12th. And so, here we are, Big J. Could it be the first Boise case of the coronavirus? It's terrible, man. Right? Right? Yeah. They're doing some testing. They'll give you some results as soon as they figure it out. They're also testing him for influenza just to see. But who knows what it was. And then again, he's 71 too, you know. But they're just kind of, I guess, being well, very yeah, cautious some, about uh, this stuff. Speculation or what, what would uh, the circumstantial at this point? Correct. Yes. No, yeah. all we know is dead dude, older guy, was in China recently <clears> and... You know, I don't blame them for trying to want to connect the dots, but we'll see if it happens. I mean, you know, at this point, I think, I don't know if I, I can speak for everybody, obviously. I'm not speaking for everybody, for myself. I I don't really know that much about the virus itself. So I'm guessing it's, you know, uh, elderly people, much like the flu, uh, and, and younger people are susceptible to it more than most. Yeah, it, it, it really, right? I mean, what, what you know about the coronavirus is it's very flu-like in symptoms. So it's very difficult to tell between the coronavirus and the flu if you're, you know, getting something. But also, it moves fast, and it's a little bit more lethal than the flu is. And so right now, I mean, listen, there's they're up to over, I think... Uh, well over 100 people dying in like one day over in China right now. A bunch of things are quarantined. They shut a bunch of things down. But it's not quite... Remember the bird flu scare all those years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. And, and that killed a bunch of people too. It's not quite gotten to that level yet, but it's getting there faster than the bird flu got there. So people are freaking out about it a little bit. But yeah, the very young and the very old, those with uh, weakened immune systems are the ones that are most susceptible to it. But it also can be contracted they found uh just like the regular cold i mean between touching and being around persons that are that particularly have it it's it's one of those things that's pretty easy to get if you're around somebody that's got it but who knows I'm telling you i'm this close to buying a mask <laughs> what kind of mask just like a regular no, a bane mask i want well, a bane I, mask oh like you want a respirator in yeah, there and everything. I do. I want. I'm my. I'm my own. Way, my own hair. I gotta go watch the movie because it's been a long time. But for a while, I could do a pretty good impression. I'm ready. You want to? You want to? You want to give? No. It I, I, no. I need to see the movie. I need to hear Tom Hardy. 
think you could probably just watch the trailer and get an no. idea. No. You the whole movie? Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays catcher Reese McGuire is being charged with indecent exposure after police responded to reports of a man exposing himself inside of an SUV at a shopping center in Florida last Friday. According to the police, they showed up and there where the 24-year-old catcher was inside of his car getting very familiar with himself. Big J, if you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He was given notice to appear in court next month on the misdemeanor charge and was allowed to go without being taken to jail, which is weird, right? Right. I mean, if you're in public getting it on, getting it on, public indecency should be an arrestable offense, right? I don't know. Either way, he's still uh, messing around with the uh, Blue Jays spring training, and that's going on in Florida, so uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Messing around with it? Yeah, he's still messing around with with himself and with the Blue Jays in spring training. Foo Fighters have completed work on their 10th studio album, according to David Grohl. Grohl said the material will follow up uh, Concrete and Gold, and it spans his entire career. For instance, there's one particular song on this record that he has been, he came up with the riff when he was working on the debut album for the Foo Fighters, and he finally was able to complete it for this particular album. So, we got a 25-year-old song on uh, this particular Foo Fighters album, which is kind of cool when you think about it. And yes, it's weird that the Foo Fighters are celebrating their 25th anniversary the same year this radio station is, but it's true. And it probably shouldn't surprise you to find out that Dave Grohl also working on another documentary. Uh, what do you think about this one, Big J? It's about uh, the biggest bands in the world telling stories about when they were just rolling around in vans going from city oh, to city. That would be great. So he says he's yeah. talked to the members of the Beatles, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, U2, everybody about their van stories, about what it was like to tour with a van now that they're the biggest band in the world and flying to each city on their own private jets. He wanted to kind of get a little bit of self-reflection from them. So it looks like we've got a movie and an album from the Foo Fighters coming soon. And I'm excited about both. Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. To the internet we go, and by extension, Prairie Village, Kansas, as well, for today's We're Going to Hell story. There, we're going to meet a young man named Jeff Gebhardt. And Jeff is been single his entire life, man. Oh, man. 47 years old. A, a monk? Nope. No, I don't think so. And he is hmm, a fairly well-off entrepreneur, if you will. You understand? Oh, wow. Rich and, and single his whole life? And he is sick and tired of the dating apps. He doesn't like it. So he decided to come up with something a little bit extra. And that is the website datejeffg.com. Now, it's <laughs> the website? Yep. Nice. Not the first time that somebody has created their own website to try to put up their dating profile and find somebody. You know, there are billboards or all sorts of different things people have done. But what makes this story interesting is Jeff is offering $25,000 to you, Big J, if you can find him a girlfriend. Yeah, he's looking for a real-life Cupid that will hook him up with somebody that he wants to be in a relationship for a long time. That's it? 25 bucks? $25,000. Oh, whoa, that's different. $25,000. search is on. And, of course, there are several hoops that you have to jump through in order to get it. But he says he's tired of the Tinders and stuff like that. He wants to, while he understands this is still online, he'd like a little bit more organic way of meeting somebody. He's not shy about his credentials. According to his profile, he's 5 feet 7 inches tall, 160 pounds, and has a 9% body mass index, Big J. Now, I've seen... I'm looking at pictures of him. He looks like a muscular Scott Dorval. Wow. To give you kind of like an idea of what we're dealing with here, right? Right. 
and he's never been married, he's childless, and he's looking for somebody to be in a relationship with. He hates apps, but he's still okay with using the internet to find the one. He considers himself uh, an outdoorsman. And here are the hoops that you have to jump through in order to get the $25,000. Are you ready? Yeah. You can only cash in after he has been in a relationship with the person for at least a year. Okay. And it has to be a year of exclusive hetero dating. You understand? All female applicants must be adults of legal age and have to have their birth sex as female. And then after the initial dating period of one year, Gebart will start paying out $5,000 in five yearly installments. And the District Court of Johnson County, Kansas has jurisdiction over any forthcoming litigation. Wow. He admits that it's a little bit weird. Uh, and he reveals that he could be, you know, opening himself up to some issues if uh, things go the way he wants it to go. But he is willing to do this in order to get rid of the, what he calls, toxic environment of online dating for the yeah. usual space. But is he creating his own toxic environment? Oh, by essentially yeah. I mean, there is going to be some con people coming for him. I mean, not only that, but I mean, even if it does work, it's still creepy that you have to pay somebody 25 grand to get a girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, this is a bad idea. Now, the way he's making sense of it in his mind, and he's like, listen, it's not that I... He realizes it's weird, but he feels like over the next year, he'll spend at least $25,000 on dates if he goes out on all these dates on Tinder. So he's not saving money or paying somebody out. He feels like he's reappropriating the funds he would normally spend on dating and investing it with somebody that has hooked him up with somebody that he enjoys. There are no cash winnings for self-elected girlfriends, meaning if he finds somebody on his own, he's not going to pay anybody, just so you know. But I guess this is a way for some money over the next five years, maybe. I guess technically six years, because they got to be in a relationship for a year in order for you to even start getting money. But also, wouldn't that make you feel a little bit dirty? If, like, it was your friend that you... Yeah, like I'm a pimp. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. I don't like it. I think he kind of seems creepy. You're right, it is pretty creepy. But knowing today's day and age, Big J, it'll probably work. Yeah, it'll probably work for him to get conned, because that's the kind of society we live in. If you want more information, Big J, on how you can cash in, datejeffg.com. No, thank you. Is where you need to go. Battle of the Sexes coming up in a few minutes. Your chance to qualify for this $3,000 custom shed we're giving away, courtesy of the Lifetime Store. Need a male and female contestant? That's on the way here in a few seconds on the X-Rocks. That's the Foo Fighters. That is my hero here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We're going to play He Shed, She Shed, Battle of the Sexes for a chance to qualify for a pretty cool prize. Big J, what is it exactly? Yeah, it, uh, the grand prize here is a uh, shed from the Lifetime store here in Boise worth $3,000, and uh, you will get to uh, customize that any way you want. It, there's 35 different ways you can customize it. Very, very cool, and everybody gets qualified. Uh, we'll get a $50 gift certificate to the Lifetime store in which you can start your own journey. It's uh, pretty cool, and so on the phone with us this morning to play Battle of the Sexes is Brett and Hillary. Hillary, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate it. Brett, you're still there too. Yes, sir? 
Yes, I am. Awesome, man. So we are going to have a good time. We're going to play Battle of the Sexes. I have two questions each for you. They're all pretty much teed up for the opposite sex, but if you get it right, fantastic. If you both are tied after two questions, then we'll go to a tiebreaker, but hopefully uh, we'll have ourselves a winner. We always start with ladies first here on Battle of the Sexes. So, Hillary, you're up first. Hillary, in baseball, during what inning do you have the customary stretch break? It's called the blank. What is it? The fifth inning? The fifth inning stretch. Wrong. I am sorry. That is incorrect. It's the seventh inning stretch. But don't worry. You're still in it. Don't go anywhere. We'll go right to Brett. Hey, Brett, to which boy band is Nick Carter a member of? 98 Degrees. 98 Degrees is incorrect. So you're tied after one. Oh, man. Uh, Nick Carter, a member of the Backstreet Boys. Backstreet back, all right. Uh, Hillary, back to you. Hillary, Miss Moneypenny is the secretary for what womanizing pop culture secret agent? Oh, gosh. James Bond? James Bond is correct. No, Bond. James Bond. That is correct. You have one question right. Brett, this is for the opportunity to stay in the game and force the tiebreaker. Brett, what actress starred in the Hunger Games movie franchise? No. I don't, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence right. is right. So out the go end. to the tiebreaker. So here's how the tiebreaker works. I'm going to ask you guys a question. You need to buzz in with your name for an opportunity to answer the question. If you get the question right, you will get the prize. If you get it wrong, the other person wins. So make sure you buzz in. Only if you know the answer, Big J will decide who buzzes in first. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Here's the question. Which major car company uses a prancing horse as its trademark? Brett. Brett. What is it? Mustang. Mustang. Ford. Ford? He's incorrect. I'm sorry. I am sorry, Brett. That means, Hillary, you are officially the winner. What is the correct answer, Big J? Do you know? Uh... No. It's an Oscar-nominated movie. Ferrari. Right. Oh, yeah. Ferrari's got the prancing. Mustang's got the running horse. But good job, Hillary. Hang on one second. We'll get you qualified. Brent, it was a solid try. You still have have several chances to qualify yourself as we're going to be doing this not only tomorrow, but also all next week, courtesy of the Lifetime Store with some Battle of the Sexes action. There you go, kids. We're going to do some fun that is important stuff as well as Pop Culture Smackdown on the way. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by Carrington College. Start realizing your full potential with Carrington College's diverse range of affordable in-demand certificate and associate degree programs. At their Boise campus, their focus is on healthcare-related programs. Hands-on training taught by experienced professionals in the field, and most programs can, can be completed as few as three to nineteen months. To learn more, visit carrington.edu to get started. Big J, you have children. Agree or disagree? Yeah, they're more adults now, but... Wonderful. But they still live at home, right? Yeah. When was the last time you went out with the wife on a romantic date? One-on-one. The odds, the the goal was to have a romantic date. Oh, man, it's been a while. A while. I don't remember. Oh, no. At all? Yeah. Well, then, according to a new study, the average parent who has children between the ages of 5 and 21 has gone three years without having a romantic date. Does that sound about right? Mm, It's been that long? I don't think it's been that long. But you can't remember. Yeah, no. 
Over half of those polled said they desire the freedom they had before becoming parents, while other parents miss specific activities like sleeping and traveling more frequently. On the upside, most of the parents say they are happier and more fulfilled having children. Would that qualify as you as well? Are you happier and more fulfilled than when you were before you had kids? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There you go. You sound like somebody that took this poll. I did. News alert. Look at this. Big J's taking part in polls. Hey, you have any romantic dates planned? <laughs> we had a date planned, but it was with a kid, so no. 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 Yeah, that doesn't count. Next year? <laughs> Are you Wait, going on, other... like, any trips or anything? Just you and the wife? Just me and the wife. Um... Yeah, I mean, maybe. We, 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 we've talked about uh, just taking a day trip to Portland uh-huh. um, and to Seattle, but, you know, I mean, we could do that on a whim, so. But it's not planned. No. So you've talked, but nothing is planned. Yeah. All right. What are you doing for Valentine's Day again? Um, not a whole lot. Just watching your shows? Watching our shows. We've been over this. Since well, you, that's what you said she wanted to do, but you did not say that's what you were doing. Listen, uh, happy wife, happy life. I'm going to do what she wants to do. The NFL has reinstated Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett on Wednesday, ending his indefinite suspension for an attack on Mason Rudolph during a game in November. He will be back for the Browns' first game of the season in 2020 as well, so that should be something that Browns fans can look forward to. We'll see how it goes forward from there, especially the first time that the Browns and the Steelers meet. What's next for Birds of Prey? Excuse me. What's next for Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey star Margot Robbie? She has joined David O. Russell's untitled new film, which reportedly also stars Christian Bale. No details were given about the plot, though. Deadline reports is based on an original story idea by Russell. But the real interesting thing here is both Christian Bale and David Russell have been caught on film having full-on meltdowns and screaming at people on their sets... Is Margot Robbie next, Big J? I hope not. Will she flip the hell out on somebody? I don't think so. And we have audio proof I, of it. I just watched her uh, interview on Hot Ones. She seems like a very sweet person. Morning After with Nick. Does that game show that they're making interest you at all? What game show? The Who's Hot game Ones show? game show that's going to be on True TV. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, that sounds great. It's it's just regular people, however, eating oh, okay. hot wings. I'll, I'll tell you what. Sean Evans, the guy, the ho- he is an amazing interviewer. And, well, I mean, he's the best. He's the host, but he's not going to be interviewing anybody. Well, that's then I have the no interest show. in it. He's just going to be asking a bunch of questions and making people eating hot wings. Not interested? No. I looked at it and I was like, I, I like hot ones too, but I'm like, I don't see how this translates into a game show, and I don't really want to <laughs> see regular people eat hot food. That yeah, mean... we want to see famous people <laughs> right. sweating and in terrible pain right. answer questions. Some jamoke from Wichita doesn't, you know, make me want to watch the show. Sorry. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we've got tickets. Corn is coming along with Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK, February 24th. That's a Monday, friends, just a couple weeks away at the Ford Idaho Center Arena. We are going to get you tickets to that. If you can beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. And today, special pop culture about Henry Rollins. Happy birthday to the man. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you would like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J's got the questions. I say good luck to you. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. 
Hey. Hey, good luck, man. You're up first. From 1981 to 1986, this man was lead singer of legendary punk band Black Flag. Um, I don't know. Wrong. I mean, Big J did just say the name. Well, you know, he might not have been listening. He might have been, you know, listening to the phone ring. Hello, the X. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, from 1981 to 1986, this man was lead singer of legendary punk band Black Flag. 1980. 1980 what? 1981 to 1986. For Black Flag. Yeah. Okay. Give me a hint. That is the hint. There's no bigger hint than that? No questions. Full of hints, sir. Years, band name, everything. All right, man. I don't have this time. All right, brother. Maybe next time. Maybe, if you're good. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, Big J's got a question for you. From 1981 to 1986, this man was lead singer of legendary punk band Black Flag. Happy birthday, Henry Rollins. Right. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Nick, what was Henry Rollins' official feature film debut? The first film he was ever in? Yeah. I can only go to the first film that I actually probably remember him in, and I'm going to say The Chase. That's correct. Right. I got lucky. Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. You could have said uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, I forgot he was in Johnny Mnemonic, so I would not have said that. Yeah, it's going to be fun then, the next question. All right, Rollins starred in two seasons of this MC Biker TV show on FX. Sounds very much. There you go. Nick Rollins provided the voiceover for several books, including this popular book about zombies. Wait, the voiceover or you yeah. like the audiobook? The audiobook. Oh, he read it. Uh, a popular book about zombies. A novel. <laughs> yeah. World War Z. World War Z, yes, that's correct. Right. Nice. Uh, all right, that's enough for the uh, the Rollins. <laughs> We've tortured everybody enough. Uh, yeah, I didn't think you'd get past the first question, to be honest with you. Uh, you which movie soundtrack <laughs> featured Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins? Top Gun. Top Gun is correct. Nick, what is the name of the monster that Elsa creates in the movie Frozen? I have no idea. Uh, I haven't seen it. Um, How about uh, uh, Gamera? That's not wrong. That's not correct. No? No. No, what is it? Marshmallows. What is it? Marshmallows. Marshmallows? Yeah, like mar- mellows, but not mellows. Marshmallows. It's, it's, it's one monster or is it several? It's one. Okay. Right. That's the right answer. Did you know that one, dude? Yeah. Oh, God. Good for you. you did you really? Of course. Congratulations. Okay. You're a good liar. Uh, I don't have daughters. I haven't seen Frozen. Uh, way to go, man. You got yourself all hooked up with some corn and Breaking Benjamin tickets. Dude, hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. And make sure you're set and good to go for that. There's your pop culture smackdown. Up next, we're going to learn more about the Jaden DeLuca Foundation. The DeLucas join us in studio next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Green Day, it is Longview here on 100.3, the X-Rocks, the morning after with Nick and Big J, and a very cool event is coming up, and how you can help is right here in the studio. It is time to talk to the DeLucas. Please introduce yourself once again to the Treasure Valley. Okay, I'm Carolee DeLuca. I'm Jeremy. And uh, let's talk a little bit from the basics. Maybe somebody's tuning in for the first time, not exactly familiar with the Jane DeLuca Foundation is. Give us a little bit of a breakdown about what you guys have done and how important this has been for you. So Jeremy and I started the foundation. It's been about 12 years now. 
Um, our first daughter, Jaden, was born with a congenital heart defect. Um, she had a single ventricle, so basically she was born with three chambers in her heart instead of four. She was about two and a half years old, and she passed away from that defect. And so we started up this foundation um, in her name. So now we're looking to raise awareness of this disease, um, and we're looking to raise funds and help families and just kind of anything that we can do to help, you know, other families and other people that are going through this. You know, for us as young parents going through this, right, it's, uh, you know, it was all kind of a learning experience for us, right? And as we've gone farther down the path with the Jane DeLuca Foundation, it's kind of, it's crazy to see how relevant pediatric <laughs> heart defects are, right? It's the number one heart defect uh with all uh, kids, um, it's one out of 100 babies is born with some form of uh, pediatric heart condition, right? And so it's uh, the number one birth defect, but probably one of the most underfunded and under under aware defects out there. So that's kind of what we're striving to do is really to drive awareness around it and make a difference. Yeah, and I would imagine to to those parents who you know that that happens to uh, you guys in the foundation are, are there to help uh, give them information and, and kind of show them. You know, here's the things that you can do, and it, it's got to be a really difficult thing to go through. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's definitely um, a club that you don't want to be a member right. of. Yeah. Um, but when you are, you know, it's it's nice to know that there's other people that you can turn to, and nice to know, you know, that that you're not alone. That there's other parents that feel what you feel and have been in your position. And and for the kids too, we try to, you know, we try to get kids together as much as we can that are in the situation and it's nice for them to see that like they're not the only kid going through you know what it is that they're going through and they're not the only kid that has a scar down their chest or is is treated differently or doesn't have you know as much physical stamina as the other kids and so it's really nice for them to know that they live in a world that there are people like them out there too. As you uh, bring forth this message of awareness and, and fundraising and raising as much money as you can, one of the big events that you guys have on an annual basis is the Masquerade Ball that is coming up here. Uh, tell us a little bit about it, what you kind of are looking for in the party, and then the best way for people to get involved if they would like to. Okay, so this is going to be the 10th year of this event, and so in order to celebrate you know, the big 10-year, um, it's kind of a, a big milestone for us. Uh, we're really looking to go you know, big, better. Um, every year we try to improve it. Every year it keeps getting bigger and bigger. This year we have have a really fun night planned. It's going to be, you know, lots of fun, interactive things. We'd love for our guests to come and not just sit and listen to us talk, but um, we'd love to have them up and out of their seats. You know, we try to give them as much fun activities as we can. There's games, there's prizes, you know, there's silent auction, there's live auctions, there's photo booths, there's um, dancing, you know, we have a, a live band coming in. Um, you know, everything that we do, we try to really up the energy and just make sure that everyone in the room is having a great time. Um, at the same time, you know, obviously we're you know, we're there on a mission. We're there to raise, you know, some funds and, and make some, some hopefully some life changes for these people. So it's going to be um, February 22nd. It's down at the Boise Center. And there are still tickets available. You can head up our website, uh, which is jadendelucafoundation.org, or you can find us on Facebook, or you can find me on Facebook or Jeremy on Facebook. And, you know, we'll definitely get you hooked up. It's a uh, and it's a masquerade style, so you know the fun is you know getting dressed up and, and uh, you know making a splash on the town. Yeah, everyone kind of dresses up nice. It's a it's a perfect night to to take your uh, significant other out on a on a date and dress up nice. You know, everyone served dinner and it's uh, this year the theme's fire nice. You know, it, it's uh, kind of dressed to that theme and, and let's have some fun. Nice, you can get very games yeah. of throney with it too if you like <laughs> oh. very much. You know, you never know. Uh, and so uh, website one more time, just so people if they want to buy tickets, they want to get more information about the foundation. What's the best place to go? 
It's jadendelucafoundation.org. Beautiful. There's a lot of information on that website as well. It's a great thing that you guys have done for the Treasure Valley and the entire community and all the people that are living with this. So thank you very much for your time. And thank you for including two very not fancy guys in your very fancy <laughs> yeah, party. Yeah. We appreciate it very much. Uh, again, grab more information on the website. And thank you again for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Thank you very much. Right now on 100.3, the X rocks. All right, it's your chance to qualify for these pair of diamond earrings. 18 karat gold, dude. $1,500 courtesy of Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler. Jay and I are going to give these things away tomorrow. We've struck out the last two days. We'd like to get somebody on the list to get qualified for this grand prize, which we will do that tomorrow. If you'd like to play the dating game, you need to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. Big Jay will tell you an event that happened on a specific date. You have to answer two out of three before or after questions correct in order to qualify. And if you don't, you just you don't qualify, man. But we want to get people qualified, right? Yeah, we do, of course. Right. So let's get ridiculous. a contestant on the phone and let's see what we got. Good morning, The X. Hey, what's up, brothers? How you doing, man? What's your name? Oh, my name's Jared. All right, Jared, you're up. Good luck to you, man. The event here, Jared, is uh, today's Jerry Springer's birthday. His talk show debuted in the year 1991. So everything will uh, be either before or after 1991, okay? Okay. Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio once. Was this before or after 1991? Uh, before. That's correct. All he right. was mayor from 1977 to 1978. It was pretty brief. There may have been a scandal there. Uh, Jerry Springer starred in a terrible movie once. It was called Ringmaster. Did Ringmaster come out before or after 1991? Uh, after. After is correct. Boom, Jared, that's all it takes. Congratulations. You are officially qualified for those Lee Reed and Diamond earrings. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. What was the third one? Jerry Springer has a cameo in the third Austin Powers movie. Did the first Austin Powers movie come out before or after 1991? And the answer is after. That's right. 1997. That's when Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery came out. So there you go. That's how it works. We're back on the winning side of things. Congratulations there, Jared. You were getting the running for those uh, diamond earrings, courtesy of Lee Reed, Idaho's diamond jeweler. And we'll give them away tomorrow. One more chance to qualify here tomorrow morning on the X. We're going to come back with some bad impressions. That's next in the X Rock. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, let's get you some tickets. Uh, Crowbot is going to be here Sunday at the Shredder with uh, AG's Like Machines and The Jab. That's going to be happening Sunday. We'll throw out some tickets to you, uh, plus uh, big hugs, if you can figure out bad impressions today. Wow. I didn't mean to say big hugs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think not. you meant to say plus. Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> There was nothing to add to it, but you said plus, and then you had to come up with yeah. something. <laughs> You're right. 208 287 1003 is the number that you need to call if you want to go to this. What's going to be a very good show on Sunday night at the Shredder, and we would like you to go. Uh, Big J has prepared three clues. They all revolve around somebody that's group, pretty famous. A group. Huh? A group of a people. Group of a group people. So it revolves around a group of people that are famous. It will become apparent immediately. Uh, so maybe he hasn't even prepared three clues. No, I have. Uh, but if you want to play, get on the phone and let's see what happens. Hello, the X. Good morning. How is everybody? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Jerry. All right, Jerry. Good luck. Jerry, it's a group now. Remember this, okay? It's a what? A, a group or a movie, okay. if you will. 
We live in Astoria, Oregon, and if our parents can't come up with a bunch of money, real estate investors are going to turn our house into a golf course. Hey, you guys, it's the Goonies. There you go. It's been the running theme of bad impressions this week, and that is correct. Jerry. No, it was not bad impressions yesterday. That's what you referenced it. Though, yeah, is where you're you right. I did reference, reference. it. Uh, but what, what were two and three then? Our group includes Chunk, Mikey, Data, and Mouth. Sloth, Brand, Steph, and Andy are now honorary members. Very nice. And why are the Goonies in well, the news? This is this didn't, news didn't break until yesterday. Uh, but uh, Nick, uh, there is going to be kind of a, a reimagining of Goonies in a way, as Fox has uh, signed on for a uh, a pilot for a series of uh, of an interesting uh, project, and that is that uh, it is going to be a shot by shot attempt by filmmakers to recreate the movie. What? So it's an untitled drama, a drama uh, of uh, some filmmakers who are going to uh, that are, are new to making film and are going to try to recreate shot by shot the movie The Goonies. So it's a TV series following around this crew trying to make a movie. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's going to be written by uh, a, a couple people. The uh, the Donners, Richard Donner and his wife, are um, wait executive producers. It's not a documentary. It's like a fictional. It's a it's it's a reality series style. So is it going to be written? I don't understand. Yes, it, it is going to be written, just like we were just talking about a particular series. Oh, I guess. Uh, Amblin, Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television is uh, a part of this as well. And well, it Fox would have to be. <laughs> it better yeah. be. Uh, does it interest you? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing this happen. It would be. I, I love watching how movies are made to begin with. It's a very interesting process to me, so I think it would be pretty cool. Did you ever watch oh, Project Greenlight on uh, HBO? Yeah, a couple a couple of the um, episodes for sure. That was very interesting to me as well. Here's what it says here, the Goonies. Uh, it says, over the course of the season, uh, their passion will inspire a town in desperate need of hope in this love letter to the power of cinema, storytelling, and dreams. Alright. I don't know what that means, but okay. Sounds good to me. So three students. There are three students who are pursuing their filmmaking dreams. So it's much like uh, that series that was on HBO. Project Greenland. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch any of the, the uh, fan shot, shot-by-shot remakes? Like uh, Indiana Jones is a big one that's out there that got, that went viral, the shot-by-shot fan-made uh, remake of Indiana Jones. No. no. Uh, there are a bunch of them out there that you can check out. Uh, none of them are, are particularly well done, but they're always very interesting to watch to see how they come up with the practical ways to, you know, I guess, copy Hollywood effects. Yeah. Uh, like the big boulder for Indiana Jones, for instance, is very fun. But uh, it'll be see Any idea as to when this will start? No, no. So it's just all been greenlit so far. Yep. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. Wrapping up the show next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Stars of our next free X show, that's the Blue Stones shaking off the rust here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. They'll be here with Royal Bliss, Stone Prophet. That's coming up on the 29th of March. Going to be awesome, bro. We will see you there. It's going to wrap up the old morning after with Nick and Big J. Congratulations. We got everybody qualified today. There was nobody left in the dirt. I love that very much when it comes to the qualification stuff. Gave away some corn tickets today. That's always good. Big J gave you a nerd alert. All the information you needed on this particular show as well. Reminder that your next set of X-Rock brought to you by Dennis Dillon Automel, where Orchard Street and the Freeway meet. Make sure you check them out. Jason Drew will be coming in here in a few minutes, but that leaves you with the floor, Big Jake. Yeah, people are confessing that, that they have an extra pair of shoes at work uh, that they only wear to the bathroom. They're called poop shoes. Wait, what? Yeah, have you ever thought about doing that? Maybe you feel better about going to the bathroom? Never. Listen, I don't like going to the bathroom at work. Having a pair of poop shoes is not going that to That way help. you're not recognizable, see? 
<laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, that's what it's for? So the yeah. people don't know who shoes? That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I thought it was for no, like... they have a separate pair of shoes that they use to go to the bathroom so they won't recognize them <laughs> under their stall. That's why they're called poop shoes. No, no. It has nothing to do with me being uh, embarrassed about being recognized in the uh, stall. I'm just doing what nature has intended me to do. It's more that, about being gross. It. It's about the grossness of the people that are here and, and being in the public restroom that it grosses me out more so than being recognized about having to poop. I'm not embarrassed about that. Oh, okay. I, well, it's I'm more about it it's more about the germs. So no, I don't think I need a pair of poop shoes. You? No. You don't care? You can rat's ass about anybody else. That makes sense. No, I I I, uh, I do care about other people, but it's like it's the bathroom. What do you want? You know what I'm doing in here. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, in here. we all know what's going on in here. Deal with it. No poop shoes for me. How many people say they have? Uh, quite a few people. That's Nick. insane. And, and uh, in, in an office environment like this here, it wouldn't work. No, no, no. Because you recognize the shoes going back and forth from the bathroom. Listen, if you have a pair of poop shoes, shoes that you wear specifically to the bathroom at work, you need help. There's something going on there that you need to address. Hopefully, it gets done sooner rather than later. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Tomorrow on the show, additional chances at tickets to corn, additional chances at uh, chances to qualify for Valentine's Day. And by the way, tomorrow being Valentine's Day, we'll also give away those earrings courtesy of Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler. So a big Friday show on the docket. We'll see you then. It's the X Rock.